It's not enough to kind of imbue someone with the technical skills that they need to learn the new piece of software. We have to help our students, our employees, our society learn how to manage change, lifelong learning, resilience, adaptability. Um, and that does become an organization's responsibility now. And we haven't really thought about it like that in the past. Welcome to Work, Learn, Repeat, a cooperative and experiential education podcast from the University of Waterloo, where we explore work-integrated learning and what's needed to prepare students, employers, and educators for the future of work. I'm your host, Jody Szymanski, and today we get to talk to the director of the Work, Learn Institute, Anne-Marie Fannin. So Anne, what will the future of work look like? So that's such a great question, Jody. And I think the really interesting thing about it is that we're living the future of work right now. So, so many of those trends and ideas and concepts that we were talking about before the pandemic and that we were experiencing during the pandemic are really coming into reality right now. And so I think the future of work and the immediate future of work is really trying to figure out how we respond to those massive shifts that are already influencing how we do our day-to-day -day work. Uh, and of course, that's really multifaceted, but I think if you were to kind of narrow it down, I would draw upon two really interesting and seemingly conflicting priorities, which is the continued influence of technology and changing how we do our work, whether that's, you know, the ability to continue to work remotely, the globalization of the workforce that comes from that. Um, or, of course, we're really starting to hear much more about AI automation, machine learning, so on and so forth. At the same time that we're kind of feeling those influences of technology, we've also seen this really interesting focus on the human. Uh, and so that could be things like really exploring what work-life balance or work-life integration looks like in response to burnout from the pandemic, but also because that's a really strong value that our next generation of workers is bringing with them. So we've got that in play. We've also got a really critical focus on creating um, workforces that support equity, diversity, and inclusion, thinking about how we develop employees as holistic beings. And so those two things are kind of coming together at the same time and we're all trying to figure out how we respond to them and, and how they interact with one another. And you mentioned a really interesting point that the pandemic's kind of shifted this as well. And so with that, what are some of the characteristics that we really need to prepare for? Mm -hmm based on that. Yeah. So definitely the technology piece. Uh, we've been hearing about it for years and we're really starting to feel it, to see the ways in which specific components of our jobs could be automated. Um, and so thinking about how we can prepare our workers to work alongside technology, to be comfortable with technology, um, supporting their learning and development as technology continues to evolve their roles is going to be really critical. That's one piece. And then and the other one is, I think, uh, thinking about work in a more um, broad way than we have in the past and, and about um, a relationship between an organization and an employee. So um, we've seen an increase in the gig economy. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, we've got this sort of next generation that are saying to us, we really want stability in our roles. We're not necessarily looking for those gigs, but we've got this really tight labor market. Uh, and so thinking about perhaps the many retirees that are not 
not ready to say goodbye to work, but don't want to come back in a full-time permanent capacity. So thinking about kind of that employee organization relationship differently is going to be something that we're all going to have to figure out. And it seems like there's a lot of possible conflict there because we're mm -hmm. hearing it now even with people saying, I want to work hybrid or remote, but I'm missing those relationships. Yeah. And it's really hard to figure out how you can get both if everybody's remote and even hybrid. We're seeing some shifts there too. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it's it really is thinking about um, organizational agility in a way that most of us haven't had to. So we knew what it looked like when we were in the office from nine to five every single day and all the people were there together, or if they were fully remote, what that looked like as well. And so it is kind of um, plugging in different pieces of the puzzle in a way that we haven't had to experience. And um, that's actually one of the reasons that I always think we should encourage our organizations to look at how they onboard and support student talent because it's a really good example of how you can bring some talent into your organization and have the agility to support kind of onboarding them, talent development, um, and then thinking about how they might play a part-time role in your organization after that. So in some ways that uh, engagement with work integrated learning really helps to build the agility of an organization. So how do we help students stay current when everything's shifting so much? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's students and I think it's the broad workforce as a whole. And the fundamental piece that organizations and schools are going to have to think about differently um, is how we develop people. So because of the rate of change, it's not going to be sufficient to send someone off for a training session and then have them come back. We have to think about learning and development in the flow of work, in the day-to-day -day of work, because we can't lose the time of sending people off for that week of PD or whatnot. So that's one side of it. And then the other, I think, is really thinking about the development of that holistic human again. So it's not enough to kind of imbue someone with the technical skills that they need to learn the new piece of software. We have to help our students, our employees, our society learn how to manage change, lifelong learning, resilience, adaptability. Um, and that does become an organization's responsibility now. And we haven't really thought about it like that in the past. So WorkLearn has been thinking about this a little bit, though, mm -hmm. and they've developed the Future Ready Talent Framework at a really high level. Can you tell yes. me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Future Ready Talent Framework is, at its core, a competency framework that identifies 12 key talents or competencies that are going to be really critical for success in the future of work. I think they're really important now, but as we think about how we navigate a rapidly changing world, the Future Ready Talent Framework identifies identifies that holistic talent development frame that we should all be thinking about. And how was that created? So that's something we're pretty proud of. Uh, there's lots of competency frameworks out there. Uh, and we really tried to draw upon uh, a research foundation, but to ground it in um, 
practical application for our many stakeholders, employers, students, faculty. Um, and so we started by looking at existing competency frameworks. There's lots out there. They've been around for many, many years, and many of the competencies are actually consistent across these frameworks. So they give us those core elements that any worker needs as they think about um, success in the workplace. And then we really brought in a future of work lens. So looking at the gray literature, kind of the research that is emerging about future of work, how might those core competencies need to shift in the future of work? So, um, you know, just to give you a good example, critical thinking is something that appears in almost any competency framework. Critical thinking in the future of work takes on a slightly different bent because it's um, the critical thinking that a human can do that AI can't. So it's right. bringing kind of like a systems view to looking at perhaps um, a result or an answer that's provided by AI. And it's so thinking about it that way. Um, and so sort of looking at a combination of these existing competency frameworks, future of work literature, and then we went through a series of validation steps with um, close to a thousand employers, with our faculty, with our students to really say, are these the right competencies, number one? And number two, what does... Um, what behaviors are really important for us to identify associated with those competencies? So what does good communication look like? Right. What does solid project management look like? So that it's not just a listing of here are things you need to do, but also here's what you should be aspiring to to achieve that competency. And so you mentioned a couple of the competencies there, mm -hmm. like critical thinking. What are, tell me a little bit more about the framework in some detail. Yeah, so the framework is uh, 12 competencies divided into four what we call clusters. So we've got expand and transfer expertise. So that's really understanding the discipline and context-specific knowledge that we're, um, we're all used to developing, let's say, in a university environment or in a workplace. Uh, but then thinking about how we can understand the ways in which that knowledge might transfer into a new role, an entirely new industry, into jobs of the future that haven't been created yet. So we start with that. Then we've got a cluster that focuses on building relationships. This would be in any competency framework. How do we communicate with one another? How do we work effectively together? And how do we think about um, engaging in an increasingly diverse work, workforce. So whether that's intercultural skills, um, understanding principles of equity, diversity, and inclusion, that kind of thing. Uh, what I think is really neat about the FRTF is the next cluster, and that's develop self. And this is the kind of holistic development that I was referring to earlier. So in that, we're looking at self-management, self-assessment, and lifelong learning and career development. This is a shared responsibility between the individual and the organization, and something that not a lot of competency frameworks really focus in on. And then the last cluster is design and deliver solutions. And that really focuses on implementation, critical thinking, innovation, those aspects that it's great if we can build relationships and if we know our stuff and we know ourselves. But at the end of the day, we really need to be able to move things forward. And so this is based on some great research. How is this helpful to our employers? Hmm. 
So I think uh, our employers can engage with it in a number of different ways. For employers that don't have a competency framework, they could simply adopt the FRTF and think about how they might use it to build training and development programs for their staff. That's probably the most straightforward use. But I think uh, it's really important that our employers, especially our employers of co-op students, understand that these competencies are things that we're trying to develop, that we're seeking out opportunities to develop for all of our students. And so they can use the FRTF to help give that targeted, specific feedback to students about um, more than just the knowledge that they're bringing to the workplace, about how they're showing up, about how they're engaging with others about how they're thinking about their own well-being and development. So I think it's just a really nice kind of holistic touch point um, for us to kind of go back to. And do you think it's going to be a big shift for employers, especially in the in the area of self-development? I, I think so. I mean, it is a very interesting aspect to bring into a work relationship, right? And um, for some, a number of reasons, because of that, uh, the self-assessment component, self-management components don't appear typically in like a performance appraisal. So to kind of think about that, again, holistic human development and how employers can give some guidance and feedback, especially to our young students about the ways in which they can develop and grow those specific competencies would definitely be a shift from the old school version of a performance appraisal. And we've shifted our performance appraisals to now include the future ready talent framework for our employers. And so that means on our end, we need to help our students. So how mm. how important it is, is it to integrate the future ready talent framework into the education of a Waterloo student. Yeah, I think it's a an incredible opportunity, truly. Um, again, just as we don't typically think about these things in a workplace environment, we haven't traditionally thought about them in a post-secondary environment either. Um, and so to help our students think about their development holistically is also rather unique. Again, we talk about what do you know deep in your discipline and how did you do on that exam, but not... Um, are you aware of your strengths and are you aware of your biases in how you view yourself and, and how can you better um, receive feedback and think about um, self-development, that lifelong learning piece, which is just going to be so, so critical mm -hmm. in the future of work. Um, so I think it's a real luxury and privilege that we have the Future Ready Talent Framework, that it's been embraced across campus, and that we're finding ways to really authentically connect students to those competencies throughout their career with us. And I'm sure it's a useful tool for our career advisors and our student advisors when working with students to kind of help them figure out what's next and and what they need to build on to get ready for that next job or graduation. Uh, that's absolutely right. And I think as we continue to evolve the rollout of the Future Ready Talent Framework, then we can really connect students into the resources that already exist on campus to help them develop those specific competencies or for opportunities to develop a competency that might not necessarily be a part of their core academic program or even their work integrated learning experiences. And I would guess that this might be a neat way for students to look at some jobs differently than something maybe specifically in their field so that they can maybe develop a competency where they're lacking. 
That's exactly it. I think uh, with the alignment between the performance appraisals, we can have employers help students think about opportunities for development. And then the, the students that are really interested in moving that forward can do exactly what you said and say, perhaps this job is something I wouldn't have necessarily considered, but I can see that it's really going to give me an opportunity for, say, self-management, working in a startup, working remotely for a startup, and I'm really going to have to learn discipline um, and how to take care of myself so I can show up at work without the structure of a large organization, for example. And so, you know, we often talk about practicing what we teach. Mm -hmm. How are we future-proofing ourselves within cooperative and experiential education using the Future Ready Talent framework? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think we're just getting started. And that's what's really excited about our work is that we're able to kind of keep an eye on what's happening in the world of work, identify those best practices and bring them back into our day-to-day -day operations. So we're using the Future Ready Talent Framework to think about training and development of our own staff. And I think that that's where it's going to get really exciting when we can go beyond that discipline and context-specific knowledge, which is so critical mm -hmm. and always will be, but thinking about how we can focus in on the develop self component and really ensure that everyone in CEE is uh, embracing lifelong learning and career management and all of those holistic human elements that are going to be so critical in the future of work. So Anne, when students come to a university, they obviously expect to get an education and at Waterloo, they're going to get a great one. And something unique about Waterloo is that we also put that experiential learning into everything that we do. That experience may be up to two years for a student. But when we think about what a person can learn in their career over, say, 35, 40 years, a lot of what's in the Future Ready Talent Framework seems to be something you learn over 35, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like we're helping students kind of get a jump on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that is something that you might hear a student say or you might hear an employer say that um, these are competencies that we take for granted that we're going to develop throughout our lives. And yet I think... Um, the rate of change that we're experiencing necessitates a different deliberate focus on these competencies. So first of all, I don't necessarily think that they're obvious to everyone. I don't think that things like career management are skills that many of us are taught. Uh, some of us are inherently lifelong learners, some of us are not, and yet that's the skill that we really need to develop. And we know from some of our research that Participation in work integrated learning can help to develop this. But without an understanding of the breadth of skills that we need to be thinking about, and quite frankly, a deliberate plan for how we develop them, we are going to leave some people behind in the future of work. And so that's why I think something like the Future Ready Talent Framework is so important and so important for our students and for our employers. And I could see after COVID, that some of those skills are even more important because students just didn't have the same ability to build relationships because we were all stuck at home and talking through a computer. 
That's exactly it. We were just discussing this the other day, um, the kinds of part-time jobs that many high school students would have had, customer-facing jobs, you know, the working in a restaurant or working in a retail job and the, the kinds of skills that that uh, helps to develop in us, whether it's conflict resolution or um, communication skills, patience, self-management, all of those things that many of our, our incoming students just wouldn't have had the opportunity uh, to develop. And so we want to think about opportunities to really raise the importance of those skills. And and really importantly, that's why self-assessment is one of the skills mm -hmm. in the FRTF, to understand what we do well and where we can develop ourselves. Thanks for tuning into this conversation with the director of the WorkLearn Institute, Anne-Marie Fannin. Subscribe to listen to future podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud or you can watch the full conversation on YouTube. Links to all our social media platforms can be found in the show notes. If you're a student, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. For everyone else, follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter to keep up to date on what's happening in cooperative and experiential education. Join us for the next episode of Work, Learn, Repeat. <laughs>